0: Well, we've got to the point where we don't expect much of our politicians. I don't like that. I think we should expect a lot. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of sway. They have a lot of influence about the things that go on in our everyday life. We should expect a lot. Well, we're going to be talking to one person who is fulfilling all kinds of expectations, and I think the chief expectation of a politician in this idolatrous day is courage. Coach Tommy Tuberville is filled with courage. He is fighting back against the idols of our day uh, in the area of abortion and transgenderism with Title IX and sports. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome, everyone, to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast, where we are pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. We have an incredible episode today. We have the privilege of interviewing United States Senator and Coach, as we refer to him, Tommy Tuberville. Coach has not been uh, a stranger to controversy at his time in D.C., making tremendous stands uh, for things that matter to the people of Alabama, including life, life, Uh, in women's sports, division one sports is a big, big, big deal in the state of Alabama. Uh, and we don't want our gals being beaten down by dudes. And so he is making sure that that's not happening. So we're going to jump in and discuss that, uh, with him today. I'm going to go ahead and just skip the thing where I tell you guys to sign up to become a member because well, just go sign up and become a member and we will roll right into the content coach. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Brian. Well, um, I want to start this off a little bit different. So um, something that I saw that really just moved my soul, gave me goosebumps was um, so the the fact that you are making two incredible stands, you're using your office, uh, you're not bowing down, you're fighting for the things that matter to the people that elected you uh, to go to this very high office. And the response from the people has been incredible. And I'll say this, when I was in Colorado on vacation a couple of weeks ago, it's a very military center place. Colorado Springs is where I was. They might as well have put a pitchfork in your hand with horns on your head and a tail the way that they portrayed you in the news there. Um, so there's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot that you're you know, that you're know, under attack. But when we were at the Trump event and you came out um, to speak, and there was like a two-minute standing ovation because of the stand that you took. What, what, was, what, what is that like as a United States senator to see that kind of support from your people?
1: Well, it's always good, obviously. But <laughs> you know I think it's a rare thing to happen up here in D.C. now where people actually vote for their constituents yeah. and, and not for their beliefs. Correct. And so I came up here to represent the people of Alabama. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I love this country. Uh, people say, well, I'm against the military. There's nobody stronger for the military than I am. My dad was career military. I, 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 I'm a believer in a strong, well trained, hard nosed uh, military, and uh, there's no way around that. So, uh, that being said, I'm voting for the people of Alabama and I'm going to stand up for what I believe is right when it comes to the uh, right to life. And it's just a lot of things that go along with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, Um, but to me, I'm just, you know, thinking there, there's so many compromises that are made because of a a lobbyist check or, you know, whatever, and to get a standing ovation like that to me is priceless. And so I was, I was happy to see it. I was happy to see that the people of Alabama support you. Um, and, uh, so wanted wanted to take note of that, but let's jump into the department of defense holds. Um, and just for my audience, I'm sure that they're probably aware, but just in case they're not just a, a quick overview, ultimately Um, they're trying to make it to where the Department of Defense is paying for paid time off for women who want to get abortions, and then they'll pay for their travel to go and kill their child on government dollars because they can't do it in certain states that restrict it. Is that correct? That's
1: correct. And let's go back to the pretext of this, Brian. Sure. Uh, 1985, the Democrats and Joe Biden decided they wanted an abortion policy set in the military. So they voted on it. Joe Biden voted for it. Uh, For the three exceptions, you can have an abortion in the military. Uh, It's been that way since 1985. There has been zero complaints from anybody in the military. They perform maybe a couple of dozen abortions a year because of those three exceptions. After Roe Wade went down, this administration said, you know, we can't handle uh, what the states are going to do, but we can sure handle what goes on with the federal government and the employees. And so. They've tried to push abortion everywhere they possibly could. And so uh, I saw where they're going to start charging the taxpayers for travel and for three weeks extra leave for abortion. will also let the dependents of the military personnel have abortion. They're just pushing it to the str- extreme. There's no exceptions. It's abortion at any time. And I'm not going to allow that to happen unless they vote on it like they did in 1985. And I said, if you're going to do this by memo, we're not going to promote any generals or admirals. Now, if you want to vote on it, I'm fine with that. But they don't want to vote because they know it won't pass because they have a lot of bad votes for some of their constituents.
0: And so right now we're in the Senate minority, uh, and that's a great history. I didn't even know that. So we're in the Senate minority, but somehow you've been able to grab a lever of power. What is it that allows you to be able to hold that up? Kind of explain that to us.
1: Well, it's the rules of the Senate. Uh, if, if you're a senator, no matter whether you're in the majority or in the minority, If you don't like uh, uh, something that's going on, then you can put a hold on anything you want. Now, here's the deal. I've got a hold on, I think as we speak, 311 promotions of admirals and generals. The problem is I'm not holding up promotions uh, of all of them. They can do, Schumer can bring up one at a time to the floor and have those done, just like we do federal federal judges, circuit judges, any of those. They can do one at a time. But they don't like to do that in the military they like to do what they call a tranche uh 10 50 100 200 300 at a time where they don't have to do anything where they're not vetted well yeah. guess what we're not doing it that way anymore we're going to do them one at a time and uh yeah i, I want to bet every one of these because there's a lot of them that are woke to be honest with you that probably yeah. don't need to be in the military
0: yeah no uh i think that's um great insight and um some of the pushback that that's coming against you. So yes, it's that you're not military. Well, that's just stupid, right? That's just on it, on it, on its face is a lie. Um, but again, propaganda is what propaganda is. Some of the other things is that that you're saying that you're affecting our, our military readiness. What do you have to say to that?
1: Well, first of all, they just kicked out 8,000 people uh, in the military because I'm not taking the so-called vaccine that was supposed to save mm. everybody's life that hadn't done anything. And so if that doesn't affect readiness, but What I'm doing is not affecting readiness. Since when did the admirals and generals become the most important people in the military, the most important people that actually do the readiness and do the fighting are the corporals, the sergeants, the second lieutenants, the first lieutenants, the people that actually get on the ground that do the war fighting, the soldiers, not the people that sit in the Pentagon and have drivers that take them to lunch every day or bring their lunch to them right around with an escort. Those people don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're supposedly, uh, uh, be the brains of the situation. We got way too many brains, uh, if, if that's the, the case. So, uh, we're not affecting readiness whatsoever. I've heard from veterans. I've heard from former, uh, admirals and generals, coach, stickle what you're doing. You're exactly right. Do it. Make sure that you hold their feet to the fire where everything is done the right way and not the easy way.
0: Amen. Well, um, there's a, a line in my favorite movie, Braveheart, men don't follow titles, they follow courage. And so uh, I think you're embolden emboldening a lot of people. Uh, maybe if it's not in the Senate, I had Barry Moore on last week. Um, he had nothing but wonderful things to say about the stand that you're making. And he, too, uh, is another man with tremendous courage. And so grateful to have you guys representing us in the state of Alabama what Talk about what, why is it, do you think that you're, or, or how alone are you? I know in the beginning you were like a lone wolf on this. Have, have you gotten support or are you still kind of out at the end of the diving board by yourself um, on this one?
1: Well, it's been going on for over a half a year now. And when we first started, yep. a lot of people just kind of brushed it off up here saying, uh, you know, this will work itself out. Nobody ever dreamed, number one, that I would hold these holes like I said I would because most people fold up here. And, uh, you know, after a little bit of pressure and the other one is, uh, I thought Schumer would at least make a deal uh, in terms of, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to a vote, do what's right, you know, for the American people. Let's don't break the constitution. Let's don't start making laws from the Pentagon and the white house. I thought that they would come to some kind of conclusion on that. But again, this is a, this is a woke, uh, group that really believes in turning this country into socialist and having total control, but they don't have control of this. And so, as I said earlier, one Senator can hold up the train. And that's what we're doing here. until we get some kind of gratification of going by the constitution or start doing these nominations one at a time,
0: man, I love it. Love to see it. Um, and, and we'll end with this. We'll do kind of the first 10 minutes on, on this in the last 10 minutes, we'll talk about title nine and women in sports. Uh, both of these issues, I, um, I, I believe that we have to mock the idols of our day. We have to come against the idols, the ridiculousness of so many things. Um, abortion has been around for so long that we've just become numb to what it actually is. Um, you know, having men compete with women in sports, that's a, that's a new idol, uh, a relatively new idol, which is just crazy. Um, what, why do you think it is? I mean, they're, they're holding on to this culture of death with everything they have and trying to push it with everything they have. Do you, do you think it's because they, they, they're going to lose votes if they don't, or do you think they actually believe in this stuff?
1: They're trying to change the culture of our country. They're trying to take the masculinity out of our country, mm. uh, you know, by doing all the, the transitions with the little kids who ever thought we would sit here and talk about having to, to force the teachers to. Uh, go talk to the parents about some of these problems. This is the most asinine thing that I've ever heard in my life. And we're talking about uh, biological boys competing in, in girls' sports and yeah. not just competing, but winning everything in girls' sports. It's not fair, it's unsafe, and it's downright wrong. Yeah. And I just can't believe we're talking about this, Brian. It's, uh, but it just goes to show you how far over the top these radicals are. And again, this is not a Republican and Democrat problem that we're talking about here today, not the military, nor this transition or the uh, boys playing in women's sports. This is a group that loves America or a group that hates America. That's what we're looking at. Uh, And they want to change it on the hate side. And I'm on the love side of loving this country for 247 years. It's been the greatest country ever. I hadn't been here that long, but a lot of us, really have enjoyed growing up in a country that gives us great opportunities. But the Democrats and the haters do not like this country whatsoever. They want to totally control, totally change everything every day they possibly can to make this a socialist, more like a communist country than anything else.
0: Yeah. Socialism is the first step to communism, as they say. Um, I remember when Obergefell got um, thrust upon us by uh, legislating from the bench Supreme Court Right again. So you go back to what, what they're doing with the abortion. Okay, well, if, if we vote for it and that's what we voted for, that's one thing. I still don't like it, but we at least we voted for it. Go back to Obergefell. The Supreme Court decided that they were going to thrust, um, you know, gay marriages and all these things upon us without uh, voting on it. It was just, you know, basically written in stone. Here's this edict from on high from the Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. And I remember being able to predict so much of what was going to happen. We knew that we were going to see a rise in polygamy. We knew that we were going to see see a rise with uh, pedophilia and all these other things. They were going to take um, kind of the coattails of the, 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 the gay aspect of the LGBTQ movement. They were going to grab the coattails and, and pedophiles and everything else was going to follow it. We could predict it. We knew that they were going to start attacking churches and adoption agencies and everything else based off of this. Saw all of that. I never in a million years ever... Predicted that they would be cutting the genitals off of of children uh, and re- gender reassignment surgery, and that dudes with beards in female uh, you know swimming suits or whatever would would be coming in here and just smashing uh, female athletes that have worked their entire lives for the opportunity to commit you know, or, uh, to compete at the division one level at the highest levels they've worked their entire lives, sacrificed so much all just to go to where they have an opportunity to be the best in, 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 in the world or in the country to have some loser dude that can't cut it, that, that's that's not even in the top 1,000 athletes, come over and just and just beat them all in. Not to mention the danger in the contact sport element um, when you see it uh, in other things. So um, never saw this coming. It's astounding. I mean, what do you think?
1: Well, since the 60s, uh, and I can remember it, uh, they've tried to take God out of our schools and, and out of our lives, and they've managed to do that. This is a, the most non religious group that I've ever seen up here in DC. And then, of course, they've tried to, uh, after that, they've, they've tried to destroy the nuclear family, taking the father out and, and paying people, uh, paying the, the moms, uh, the more kids they have, to have an opportunity for more welfare and food stamps. I mean, that is the Democrat way. Uh, they want to control everything that you do, and if they can destroy the family and take God out of the family, they're on their way to getting it done. And uh, it, it's it's just unfortunate that now they've crossed those two thresholds. Now they're going into to the transgender part. But let me tell you something. And as I tell people up here, I don't care what you think you are. Okay, if you think you're a giraffe, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Don't push it on. Don't push it on me. Okay. Yeah. Don't push it on our kids. Don't push it on anybody else. If you feel like that you got to be something else. That, that Hey, hey, that's what this country gives you. It gives you free speech and it gives you a free ride in terms of doing what you want, but don't put it on the backs of the taxpayers and the citizens of this country. Yep. It's wrong and we're going to continue to fight it. And I think the good people are going to win out here in the long run. But I'm going to tell you, I ain't found a lot of good on the Democratic side because either these people are afraid to to step up and say something, or they just want to follow the party line and get reelected. And I think the latter is is, is probably the one that they're they're following more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Um. As is what? Where? I guess where are we in the fight with Title Nine? Is how far out are we from victory? What are the next things we need to be looking for in that fight, as far as legislation and, and things like that.
1: Well, the, the big thing is we've got a, another year before we can transition, hopefully, this group out of the Senate, out of the White House, and we continue to hold the House. There's a lot of good people up here that believe in this country and believe in democracy and believe in the Constitution, Brian. Uh, but right now, we're overwhelmed and over overmatched and outnumbered by a lot of people, more people that don't. And so uh, it is going to be a very important year coming up. In terms of people getting on board, understanding what we've got to do to fight back, to regain control of our country. If we don't do that and we lose the White House next year in the Senate, uh, I I hate to know what's coming in the next four years. Because just look at the damage that this administration has done overall. I'm talking about the border, 10 million new people here that we can't afford, crime all over the country, uh, inflation going out the roof. You can't run a country without fossil fuels. It's impossible. This climate hoax that they're pushing on us is a crying shame to the American people and the people in Europe because they're going to freeze to death if they have a cold winter coming up.
0: Yeah. So many things to talk about, Coach. Um, man, next time you're uh, in the Birmingham area, I'd love to have you come sit down across the table from me and we can do something a little bit more long form. I know you're a busy man and I know you got a lot going on. So Coach Suberville, thank you for your time.
1: All right, Brian. Thank you. God bless.
0: Well, there it is coach Tommy Tuberville, uh, coming in, um, man, uh, you're talking about a football coach, not a career politician. Uh, he's coming in, he got a taste of DC seeing how all that, um, works. And once he kind of got a handle on it, he began making uh, serious stands. serious stands for things that matter. Um, and, and really fighting against the idols of our day, uh, the idol of abortion. We live in a culture of death. Uh, our culture hates children. Um, and, and abortion is a big part of that and so much so that they want our department of defense to, um, fund time off for, uh, female, uh, military staff to, to go kill their children and, and then to, to, to finance that actual act, uh, of barbarism as well. So, um, that's insanity. And when you see insanity, you have to, you have to stand up to it. Uh, we as citizens need to stand up. But Coach Tuberville has been given a platform to stand up, and he's taken advantage of that, um, and he's fighting with everything he has. He's taking the tools that that, that he's been given as a United States senator um, and, and making a stand. And usually when people make a stand, uh, they're shamed or they're worn down or they take the media attacks. And I'm telling you, when you leave, and really even in the state of Alabama, no one else is other than 1819 News has been giving him uh, any – favorable coverage or showing what he's actually doing. It's, it's a bunch of propaganda uh, meant to wear him down so that, so that he breaks and and he's not going to, he's made that abundantly clear. And so um, we're, we're extremely proud of that. And then you get into the title nine stuff uh, that he's fighting. Um, This is another idol, right? And so the, the culture of death, the idol, uh, the idolatry of abortion Uh, you have the culture of death with the idolatry of um, of transgenderism. I mean, like I said, I I remember Obergefell, there was a bunch of things that were going to be coming down the line. Never in a million years, uh, did I think that we would be at the point that we're doing the things that we're doing, uh, that you have to be on guard, uh, with your children going to school that they might be convinced if they're a boy, that they're a girl, or if they're a girl, that they're a boy. Um, it's insane times. And the only way this stuff prevails is if people don't stand and, um, you know, thank, thank goodness, uh, that coach Tuberville is making a stand, uh he's setting a, a great example and I believe he's emboldening uh many others uh to make similar stands and so um be you know be praying for him uh as he does it and um I know the people are behind him. Again, when we were at that Trump dinner, um the there is more people than I've ever seen in a uh in a building before. It was where they do buckmasters at the Renaissance in Montgomery, and this place was completely packed with tables and people. Uh, it was, it was amazing. There was thousands and thousands of people there. Uh, and when he came out to speak, it was a, uh, an amazing standing ovation, uh, that lasted for minutes and it just gave me goosebumps and chills. Um, and to me, if I'm, if I'm a United States Senator, if I'm a United States Congressman, if I'm a Senator, if I'm a governor, if I'm whatever, uh, being able to walk up to a microphone and see thousands of people rise to their feet and, and, and celebrate the stands that I'm making on their behalf that's what every single politician should be after right not not a career in politics not a some way to make money and things like that so um really grateful for him really grateful for the fights uh, that he's fighting um and um, we just encourage you guys uh, to figure out where you can fight as well some of the things that we're seeing in 1819 news right now um, as it pertains to fighting idols uh, we're seeing uh, the Prattville uh, library that was kind of the beginnings of it that's that's kind of set a flame across the entire state of Alabama um, on this, this library war. Uh, When we had James Lindsay, James, James Lindsay came in and talked about the intentionality of the Marxist to infiltrate every culture shaping institution in our land. Uh, Even the public libraries where these are, you know, bastions of, of, you know, learning and places where you can go and be able to grab a book and um, disappear into, you know, uh, middle earth or Narnia or wherever, um, that, that kids have always been able to go and explore and it be safe. Well, now it's not. They're actually putting pornographic materials right there on the bottom shelf where children can grab in the children's section. That to me is as as egregious and unthinkable as the letting women or men compete against women in sports, um, the gender, you know, the chopping off and mutilating of of, of, of genitals like that same that same level of ridiculousness is it, to me is exactly what we're seeing with putting pornography uh, in in front of children in a library, and you you hear the city councils in as, as as this stuff becomes to come to a head, and they talk about the First Amendment. The First Amendment doesn't guarantee the right to put pornography in front of children. That's that's not protected. Uh, and so as they try and use the Constitution in a way that it was never meant, while they ignore the Constitution in a million other ways that it is meant, don't fall for that. This is not a First Amendment, right? I know some people are like, well, we want to take the, 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 the child smut porn that's encouraging children to question their sexuality. We want to take it out of the children's area, and we want to put it over there in the adult section where it belongs. I submit to you it doesn't belong anywhere in Alabama. Call me radical. Call me whatever. I submit to you that books... That, that are encouraging children to question their gender and how two boys can be in a relationship with each other and all of this stuff, those books don't belong on any shelf of any public school or library or anything else public anywhere in the state of Alabama. They don't belong. This is not a First Amendment issue. This is not an adult issue or anything else. It's sexual perversion in the highest order, uh, and it's being foisted upon us, and we're being beaten into, as Steve Day says, you will be made to care. Well, I'm not giving in. I'm not throwing in the towel. Uh, and I don't think the people of Alabama are either. Uh, I think that a lot of these library boards and city councils were hoping that this would just be like a thing that um, would fizzle out. It's not. Even Kay Ivey, much to her credit, k i b came out and issued a letter uh, to the state library board asking about our relationship with the uh, American library association that's ran by an avowed Marxist lesbian uh, who is intent on indoctrinating our children through this process of putting these books in the children's sections. And so even Kay Ivey has now jumped into this fight uh, and issued, it was a very diplomatic and gracious letter, but it, for what it was, it seemed scathing in the sense of what what are, what are we doing here? Guys, this is Alabama. Why, why am I having to write this letter as the governor? Right? And so, um, I think we're seeing a fever pitch with um, with the library situation, um, with the drag queens. We're coming, you know. I guess we're now in September, but you know, few months back we were dealing with uh, pride events, and and one of the things I think happened, and 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 again, not for eighteen nineteen to take all kinds of credit or whatever, but I I do want to give us credit where it's due. I would say is the fact that a lot of this stuff was going on all across alabama for a long time but none of the other outlets we're going to write about al.com's loving that this has happened If like as much child porn as they could pump into public libraries in the children's section they would probably fund it um yellowhammer and these other outlets they're not jumping into the cultural issues that's not their bag that's not their thing maybe they'll jump on our heels now that we've already done it and they can see that they can get clicks and traffic but that that wasn't their that wasn't what they exist for that's not what they do we've been able to show you know because i think being in the bible belt we have a, a certain, uh, feeling of being safe because we're in Alabama, that's not happening here. I know my children's teachers, she, you know, they're, they're Christians. I know, I know my, my child's teacher, he's a Christian, she's a Christian. Uh, and, and, and they probably are, but, but, but their hands are tied. And so there's much bigger forces that are at play. There's way more nefarious things going on and it all revolves around the hearts of our children. Um, and so, um, I believe that we've been able to show that this is actually going on in Alabama in a much larger way than we ever thought it was. And so, um, you know, as much as we, we, we show the bad things that are going on, uh, in, in the state of Alabama, we're also, as I said, we inform and we investigate, but we also celebrate. And so we're wanting to, um, share the the beautiful things that are, are going on in our state, the amazing ministries, businesses, entrepreneurs, opportunities, sports figures, you know, a lot of the guys that have played for bear Bryant have come on and talked about that. So, And that's because we want a a, a proud people. And I believe that we, an informed citizenry that's proud of their place will fight. They will fight. And, and what is needed right now uh, is a fight. I'm not talking about pitchforks and, and, and militias. I'm talking about taking responsibility uh, for the things that we need to take responsibility for starting first with ourselves, uh, with our families, with our churches, with our communities uh, and ultimately for uh, our state, uh, our schools, we need to take responsibility. We need to take them back. We need to have them under our control. Um, you know, so if you're wondering, you know, and and I get this often, what can I do? Um, you know, what, what can I do to get involved? I see, uh, this world crumbling. I see things falling apart. What can I do, uh, to, to, to make a difference? Um, things that you can consider. and, And first and foremost, if you're a man and you're listening to this and you're asking what can I do? Um, are, are you teaching and training your children? Um, I'm a Christian, so that would look like, are you doing Bible studies? We call it family worship at my house, at my church. We call it family worship. That's historically what the Puritans and everyone else called it, uh, where you gather in your living room, um, and uh, the father prays over his family uh, and sings old hymns is what we do, and we read through those hymns uh, and hear this rich Christian heritage that is pulled from the scriptures and, and put into song, and we read those and then we sing them together and then we open God's word uh, and we read it and we talk about it. And we do this as often as possible, five to seven times a week. Uh, if you're a father and you're not doing that and you're a Christian, I would say that's the first place that you need to start. Um, if, if you're not a Christian, then okay, how are you transmitting your values down to your children? Is it by letting them play Xbox or I don't even know what, what the, the new devices are, Playstations and Xbox is what it was when I was a kid, whatever. Are they doing that, or are they reading Lord of the Rings? Are they reading uh, Western literature? Are they diving into the Western canon? Are you handing down a heritage to them, Uh, or are you letting letting, um, godless pagans shape their heart through content that pumps out on these devices, and they're watching Mr. Beast? You've got Mr. Beast with his co-host that left his wife and children to transition, right? How many of your kids are watching Mr. Beast? What can you do? Well, don't worry about what's going on anywhere else. If your kid's watching Mr. Beast, right? Like those, those are the simplest places that you can begin taking responsibility uh, is for your family, man. Um, but as, as you begin to do that uh, and you're active in your church and then churches become active um, in their communities, start considering joining uh, the library board. Okay. <laughs> from, from what James Lindsay said, apparently a lot of Marxist lesbians are uh, are on the library boards and that may be why there's child pornography uh, in 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 the children's sections in in our public libraries. Consider joining the library board. Consider running for city council. Consider running for school board. Right? These these are the not sexy um, positions uh, that that no one writes home about. Right? So everyone wants to be a state senator or the governor or the attorney general or a United States senator or a United States congressman. We need faithful people with a brain and a spine. Uh, just to run for library board, we need we need them to run for city council. We need them to be mayors. We need mayors like Tony Kinnan. This dude is a stud. Um, watching um, the way he runs Orange Beach, uh, and that place is uh, it's it's incredible. It's one of my favorite places to go in the state. Is to go down to Orange Beach uh, because of the culture that goes on there. Because they have tremendous leadership with their city council uh, and their mayor. Every city in Alabama should have a mayor and a city council like that. That's who we are. Uh, is a state. Um, but the 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 liberals have infiltrated these positions of of city councils and school boards and library boards and county commissions and everything else, uh, and they're turning a um beautiful, God honoring, uh, amazing state, the state of Alabama, and they're 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 making it as though we're almost like being held hot, like we believe that we're a minority when we're really in the majority and I'm not talking about minority majority race. I'm talking about culture. Uh, many, many black, um, people that, that, that I know that, that live near me, um, love God, go to church, raise their families, uh, work hard, don't want as many taxes taken out of their paycheck, want safe neighborhoods, uh, want good schools, right? This is, this, this is, this is not a black white thing. Uh, this is a, uh, this is a right wrong thing. Um, but Marxists don't want those things. Marxists want to destroy those things. Uh, and they will, they will pit white against black. They will pit, um, you know, uh, man against woman. They will pit rich against poor, uh, so that they can create a, um, a fissure between each of those classes so that we don't, uh, unite and say, um, actually we're going to, we're going to take our community back. So as you're wondering, what can I do? What can I do to fight? I see coach Tuberville making this incredible stand, what can I do? Pray for Coach Tuberville. Start there. Pray for the leaders like uh, Barry Moore, Steve Marshall. Ainsworth definitely looks like he's starting to uh, come into the fold as as well of really fighting for the things uh, that this state represent. If if you find leaders that are making sacrifices and and, and, and fighting the good fight, pray for them. Um, but then figure out what, what do you have in your circle of influence that you can do. Maybe you don't want to run um, – Maybe you can help help on a campaign. Maybe you can go knock doors for your friend that's going to run for city council. Whatever it is, we need to become active. and And the fight is not in D.C. for us. This was the whole purpose of starting eighteen nineteen news was to come more locally. Um, but the fight's even more local than eighteen nineteen news. The fight is even uh, even more local than that. It's at the it's at the city and county and township uh, levels. That's where the fight is actually taking place. That's the reason that we feel like um, we're getting beaten back uh, on these hills of battle is because they've, they've taken the hills, they've taken the, the power positions. And even though there's way less, Phil Williams always says there's, there is more of us than there is of them take heart. Right. And so there is more of us, but they have strategically taken positions that, that, that put them at an advantage, uh, to take ground. Um, they've been, they've been spending billions of dollars and they've invested, you know, probably a hundred years in this fight, um, the beauty is, we're not going to have to spend as much money. We're going to have to spend some money, um, and we're not going to have to fight for hundred years because we have the truth on our side. We have the superior product, but we are going to have to fight with the tenacity that they fight with. We are going to be willing to spend money and and live a life that's not maybe as comfortable as we'd like. I think conservatives often don't jump in the fight to the extent that they could because they're worried about losing something in their livelihood or oh man, if I do that and I lost this, I wouldn't have my boat and my lake house. Well, where? uh get over it. Um, we're not going to have any of that stuff uh, if the Marxists get their way. So uh, this is the first time I've ever monologued on my podcast. Um, I wanted to give you guys a little bit more content. I knew coach was only going to be able to come on for 20 minutes. Uh, so i um, glad that he did, but wanted to kind of fill up a little bit of time as well as um, putting some commentary on, on what it is that he's doing. He's fighting the idols of our day. Uh, he's going head on with the idols. That is what has to be done uh, to destroy the Asheroth, to cut down Donner's oak. That's what I'll leave you guys with. Is this this story? I've, I'm, I'm reading a book uh, called Boniface Option right now. It's called the Boniface Option, and it is um, it is a a response to Rod Dreher's The Benedict Option. I think The Benedict Option was a good book. I think it had a lot of good ideas. But the crux of the Benedict Option was that we need to pull back from the battlefield and uh, create Christian communities. And hopefully this stuff will all go away. And then once this stuff all goes away, we'll have a Christian remnant that, that can plant a society. The problem is, is I think that's a misdiagnosis of, of who the enemy is and what the enemy seeks to do. The enemy seeks to, um, you know, steal, kill and destroy what the Bible says. Uh, and Marxism is nothing but stealing, killing and destroying. So mm, wonder what's behind Marxism. Right. And so they are not going to allow us to pull back into our own little Christian communes or whatever, uh, that, that Dreher was talking about in the Benedict option. Um, I believe Boniface St. Boniface was part of the Benedict order. So, uh, I forget the year it's like 700. Uh, I think it was in the 700s. He went into Germany, um, to preach the gospel in Germany, very much the same way that St. Patrick went back into Ireland where he was actually a slave, um, he was kidnapped. St. Patrick was kidnapped from England and brought into Ireland and he was a slave and he escaped and he went back to England. And then God called him after he was saved, uh, and living in England back to Ireland where he was a slave to preach the gospel to them. And he did. Um, and the story of, uh, anyway, church history is just amazing. It's something else you guys can, can get familiar with, but back to Boniface. So he went, he was the first, um, first evangelist, first missionary ever to have any real success in Germany. And, 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 uh, Germans were very hesitant to any type of anything like that that came in. Uh, Rome could not even conquer Germany, uh, but here comes Saint Boniface and he goes in and all of these false god, you know, false gods that they had. There was this tree called Donner's Oak, and this tree, um, uh, they they came and worshipped at this tree, and this tree was ba- it was an idol. Um, and so his first order wasn't going and preaching the gospel. No one wanted to listen. So he went to their idol and he took an axe. And and it was said that if you touched Donner's oak, you would be struck by lightning. Thor would strike you down by lightning and you would die. Saint Boniface knew that that was silly. And so he took an axe and he went. And and everyone from all the towns around Germany came because he said he was going to chop down Donner's oak. And they wanted to come watch him get struck by lightning and die because their God uh, wouldn't allow this to happen. And so he takes. Uh, the axe to Donner's Oak, and he begins to chop on it. And before he even chops it down, there's a huge gust of wind that comes and actually knocks it down. Um, And as soon as that happened, Germans began to convert to Christianity because they watched their idol be chopped down. And so the strategy that's being put forth uh, by Andrew Isker and the Boniface option is that we would attack the idols of our day, not retreat. And I believe what we see Coach Tommy Tuberville doing He's attacking the idols of our day. He's not retreating. Uh, He's setting a great example for us. And we need to, with that same vigor, um, that same tenacity that we see the left coming against us, we need to come at their idols. We need to mock their idols. Um, This idea of transgenderism is so silly and so ridiculous. We need to mock it. Um, All of these areas where we see idolatry, we need to mock it shamelessly um, and and fight against it and make a stand and say, we're not going to play that game. And so um i will wrap up with that um and i didn't get to say it at the beginning um but please do um go sign up to become a member alabama needs 1819 news 1819 news needs you guys uh citizen supported journalism uh is the best kind of journalism um listener supported journalism uh that means that we work for you uh and and we do work for you Uh, even now. But the long-term vision is that um, we are completely subsidized by the people of Alabama who benefit from uh, our content, from our informing, our investigating, and our celebrating. So please go to the website, 1819news.com. Click the button that says become a member at the top. Click there. It'll take you to a portal where you can sign up at whatever level you choose. Memberships start as little as $5 a month. Uh, The higher you go up on the levels, the cooler the merch. Uh, Our hats are the coolest hats ever i'm just gonna say it uh you guys can go check those out um but we've got sweatshirts mugs and all kinds of other things uh as well so please go there become a member do that today all right well that'll wrap it up for us today and as always put your trust in god and keep your powder dry